I'm Laura Vinroot Poole. For over 20 years, I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store in Charlotte, North Carolina. On this podcast, we unlock the stories of people's lives through the stories of what they wore. These aren't conversations about fashion. These are conversations about people. Everybody wants to know her Pam Stowe is one of my most creative friends and has been a champion of capital from the very beginning. Pam is known for showing up to a dinner party in character. She even showed up at her own 60th birthday in full Vegas regalia, feathers and all. She's always had a flair for the dramatic and Lumberton, North Carolina may never forget her debut as their homecoming queen. I absolutely live for her stories and I think you will too. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Tell the audience where you were raised, and I'd love to know how did it influence the way that you dress? I grew up in Lumberton, North Carolina, which is a little tobacco town about an hour from the coast, and it's the poorest county in North Carolina. It still is. Robeson County. Robeson County. So that was always in the background, but I had a mother who loved clothes, and I know this is not all about clothes, but I've always loved clothes because (laughs) of my mother and my grandmother. So that was always important to me. We didn't have a lot of places to shop, so we did a lot of improvising. And mother sewed, and we did go to Raleigh some and go to Fayetteville some and, you know, go around. And there were all kinds of little outlets out in the country. We would go find Papagalla shoes and... (laughs) have price and stuff. <laughs> I don't know that my town influenced how I dressed so much, it, but it is a very, it was growing up in a very poor area. Yeah. Your mother, is your mother from Lumberton and your grandmother no, too? No, my mother grew up in Carthage, North Carolina, uh-huh. which is more in the middle of the state. It's near Pinehurst. And my mother grew up with a dad who loved clothes. Right. And loved to dress his wife, my grandmother, Catherine. And he had three daughters. He was fairly successful. He would put them in the car two or three times a year, maybe four, and drive them to Montaldo's in Raleigh, which was the place. place. And put smoke, light a cigar, (laughs) hand him all a piece of tea berry chewing gum because he (laughs) thought that would keep him from getting car sick. And drive to Raleigh and sit back on a sofa. I can just see him. He was rather elegant and would sit back with his cigar in Mentaldo's and <laughs> they would parade by right. in outfits. And he would say and yes or no. He would no, say yeah. yes or no. Yeah. You know, my, my mother too with my grandfather was the same way. My grandfather chose all of her clothes and my grandmother's. And that's a great, and grandmother would come down stairs when I would stay with her because I adored her and stayed with her a lot in Carthage uh-huh. and she would come downstairs maybe in a dress or maybe holding two dresses and but always with two or three pocketbooks and two or three pairs of shoes and say mostly which one <laughs> and he was so decisive 
he would immediately say, well, that bag and those shoes. I love it. And she always wore what he suggested. Uh, My my daddy was not like that. He could care less. We could have worn paper bags. But but that greatly influenced me, of course. And tell me about your style as a little person. What did you, what do you remember wearing? Oh, gosh. I was the first of three daughters, and my mother was prissy, and I've always been kind of prissy. (laughs) And mother always had makeup on and her hair fixed and had a tiny little waist that she was real proud of. And so always had clothes that were very fitted in the waist and had big skirts. And Uh she loved red shoes, and Uh she wore... I just remember her red pumps and her little pointy red loafers with those capris in the Jackie O era. I mean, it was wonderful. Gorgeous. But my first memory was when I was, no, it's not my first. I mean, I have other memories. I remember pretty much everything I ever wore to everything. (laughs) I do, too. I I really really do. I really do. But my first (laughs) thing I really loved was I was sophomore sponsor for homecoming when I was a sophomore in high school. I went to my little local high school and loved it. It was the Dr. Zhivago era. Oh, God, Laura. And there was one nice store in Lumberton, the Fashion Bar. The Fashion Bar. Uh-huh. And downtown. Uh, in downtown Lumberton. And it was, it was the nicest store in Lumberton for clothes. Well, probably for anything. <laughs> and we, and Mother and I went there to get my outfit to be sophomore sponsor. And it was back pale blue color dress with a faux fur, but that Persian lamb collar stand up. And for, In uh, gray? Gray. The Persian lamb? Gray Persian lamb stand up collar with the split. And then the deep gray frogs oh. down the front. And then the cuffs were also in the Persian lamb. Oh, Lord. And I just thought it was. <laughs> it sounds fabulous. So fabulous. And I got to sit on a, on the back of a convertible riding <laughs> that thing and rode through downtown Lumberton in that. It was heaven. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love, well, and, and speaking of, tell me about, you brought in your um, homecoming dress. Tell me about it. And where did you get it? And tell me, uh, tell me how it came about. Well, I was, I guess because of the luck of being born in Lumberton, I got to be in a couple of homecomings. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have anywhere else. But anyway, the football team elected the homecoming queen, and I had the cutest boyfriend. I won't say his name. But anyway, <laughs> darling boyfriend, and he was captain of the football team. So they voted for me and <laughs> announced it over the loudspeaker. I'll never forget that. At the end of school one day. And did you die? I, I mean, just died. Just... <laughs> I just died. I mean, it's a dream. And so I went home and told mother, and she was so excited. Aww. And so a couple of days later, she, uh, this is a big deal because I never missed school. I mean, you almost had to go to the hospital to miss school. <laughs> she let me take the whole day off, and we went to a little dress shop in St. Paul's, North Carolina. What county Ida's that? dress shop. Oh. And she had beautiful evening wear. Huh. 
who in the world would have thought? And I actually Googled <laughs> it yesterday to see if I could find out. It's been, I'm sure it's been gone for years, right. and Ida's been gone forever. But And I couldn't find out anything about it. And how far away it. was St. Saint, Saint Paul's from Lumberton? Like 20 miles okay, okay. from Lumberton. It's a tiny little town. Anyway, Mother let me take the day off from school. <laughs> And, when and, and your dad, your father was the superintendent of schools. He, he was the superintendent of the county schools. Like okay. I went to city schools, okay. so he okay. was not actually my superintendent. Okay, okay. But he was proud too. <laughs> and we took the day off and went to Ida's and Homecoming Queens. Being virginal, always wore white dresses. And oh. always, I mean, you're at a football game and you're in an evening gown. And it's a gown. It's not a. Sh- it's not short. It's a. No, it's a full gown. It had to be an oh, almost like a deb dress. Okay. And you got up on the stage and they crowned you. It was a oh, huge to do. And everybody else is in weird football game clothes that we used to dress up for football games. Right. But the boy. But, so your date would have just a regular sport coat on uh no the coach would not let him escort me because he was the captain of the football oh, team Pam, i love it and they wouldn't let him come <laughs> out of the whatever the come off the sidelines or oh. at halftime because they did it at <laughs> halftime yeah to be my escort so i had to just pick a friend okay to be my escort and i didn't like that a bit but anyway but so you were um, supposed to have a white gown you're like supposed a, to have a white gown so uh-huh. we went to ida's and looked at all the white gowns and then we saw this one. I'm sitting here in front of my homecoming dress, people out there. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and, it's, I, and describe it. I mean, it's so beautiful. It's, um, it's I guess, it's is it raw silk, Laura? Yeah. It's got a little nub to it. Yep. It's pale it's blue. And has really beautiful, simple, gray, sort of pearl gray embroidery around the neckline, scoop neckline, and you know, little sort of bathing suits type straps and dripping little Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley. Muguet. Just, I still think it is absolutely beautiful. It's And it's on Pierre and it's, oh, it, it was so beautiful, was just, Pam. And I weighed about, you one, know, one 95 pound. pounds then. <laughs> Probably And less. mother and I spotted that dress. And so was it scandalous? So it was rather scandalous <laughs> to not wear white. And, and when, but, when you walked out, could you hear the, the crowd go, oh, kind of. And, but mother and mother said, well, just try it on. <laughs> so I did. I tried it on, and it fit perfectly. And, of course, I just would have fixed it if it hadn't. But it fit perfectly, and mother said, well, that's the dress. Oh. And I knew it was the dress. You know, when yeah. you got on the dress, you, you know. know. You know. What time of year is it? Was it well, hot out? Was it Oh, heck still yeah. 100 it was degrees. Okay. I was going to say, did you do like a little tippet or something? Oh, or some no, sort no, of? No. No, no. I mean, I was probably, it's a, I mean, I was melting, I'm sure. <laughs> and I wore it in the parade. <laughs> and and also it. in the for the halftime crowning <laughs> and like I said I'm sure my mother yanked it off me as soon as I got home <laughs> because I don't think it has a spot on it no it does not have one spot on it you um, can wear it right now but absolutely I still love it and yes it was a little bit scandalous to not wear white but it I was so it. pretty that well, I don't think anybody was scandalized well and I long. wonder if your younger sisters could tell us if the next year if people wore white again or if it just oh, they totally caused a whole trend white. they did totally went <laughs> white like that white. crazy pan that Allen. <laughs> 
poor color. I love the story about you going to your grandparents' house and that having lunch with them and that your grandfather would come home. Oh, uh, well, lunch. just, you know, from, my from, grandparents were just old fashioned, adored each other. He was an attorney in Carthage, North Carolina, and grandmother was a housewife. And she was the most delightful person I think I've ever known in my life. She had this big, fun personality. Everybody loved her. He called her Miss Catherine. (laughs) And and he was a quiet, sort of serious man. Mm -hmm. And so she just he he revolved around her like revolving around the sun Mm -hmm. but she and her helper mary would cook these fabulous lunches huge i mean beautiful smothered chicken (laughs) with rice and gravy and green beans and gorgeous deep red sliced tomatoes did they have a garden and know her sister, who lived in the country outside of Carthage, did, and drove up with stuff for her <laughs> every it. day. Uh-huh. I mean, and she made time. She had a biscuit room off her kitchen <laughs> and made biscuits for every meal, tiny. Angel yeah, biscuits. Yeah. Well, they were butter. You know, she used butter, milk, and flour, never measured anything. It was all with her hands. Yeah. She would not let Mary do anything but take stuff in and out. of. She wouldn't let her season anything. She's <laughs> very particular. And if the biscuits got, Laura is wearing a beautiful khaki, deep khaki dress, and th- she would have never allowed biscuits to be that color. <laughs> they were pale. They're pale. They yeah. had to be pale. Uh-huh. And and served with butter. With butter. Uh-huh. And she always had a gravy boat with gravy in it. And it was just divine. And was dinner? They called it. Was that bigger than supper? Oh, I mean, was that yes. the, Yeah. And so and then in you. Oh, I love you telling the story about them afterwards going to take a nap after. Oh, and grandmother and granddaddy would who adored each other every day of their lives. It was wonderful. Um, to be around that, you know, it's yeah. just and my parents were the same way. I'm so fortunate. They would go upstairs and take a nap after lunch, eat this gigantic lunch, and grandmother always had at least one beautiful cake and one beautiful pie on the sideboard. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just heaven, German chocolate cake, just beautiful food. And, and did I, the children have to take a nap after, di- after dinner also? No, no, we just had to be quiet. Uh-huh. But granddaddy and grandmother laid down <laughs> for a little bit, and then he would go back to the office, but he was in the door at 5.05 uh-huh. in the evening, and they would have pickups, they called it. What does that mean? Well, that just means that after lunch, grandmother would take everything off the table, except she would get rid of the, throw out the biscuits. Uh-huh. Because she started they had to be fresh. Right, sure. And put everything on the sideboard and cover it. And I'm talking, I'm not talking refrigeration. Yeah. She put the chicken, the green beans, the whatever uh-huh. on the sideboard and covered it with a tea towel. Uh-huh. And it sat there all afternoon. And they would just, whenever pick. granddad pick it, you would just pick up a little bit of it for supper. And they ate lightly for supper. I mean, it was just like a little yeah. spoonful of this and a spoonful uh-huh. of that. Was she dressed the whole time? I mean, she was in full, She Grandmother wore a dress and had her hair done and lipstick and yeah. rouge, yeah. as she called it, every moment of her life. <laughs> and wore Madame Rochas cologne. Uh, and I still... And where would she get that, Pam? I guess Mentaltos. Okay. 
Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Surely not in Carthage. No. <laughs> Would people go to New York then? They did not. Yeah. They, I'm sure people did. Yeah. But, but they they were more, Yeah. you know, they yeah. just sort of did their little stuff. And church was real important to them. Mm-hmm. I've always thought it was funny. My grandmother, who had a very strong personality, delightful, but strong, grew up Presbyterian. And granddaddy grew up Southern Baptist. And grandmother thought that was appalling. <laughs> and would ne- at that time, you would have thought women would go to church with their husbands. Well, you know, that's my my family also saying. I like my that. Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, grandmother, granddaddy would drop grandmother in front of the Presbyterian <laughs> church. <laughs> and she would go in and go to church or Sunday school and church or whatever. And, and he would, he go would to the pick ba- her up afterwards. But he would go to the Baptist He would go church. to the Baptist. And the, she was like... President of the Presbyterian Women. <laughs> oh, really? And he was chairman of the Board of Deacons. That and is they, so funny. And they never went to each other's churches. Well, ever. Oh, that's so funny. Well, my dad always says he calls himself a, he's a Baptist missionary inside <laughs> the Presbyterian <laughs> Church. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I, remember, I didn't think it was radical at the time. Yeah. But, but looking back on it. Very. It was rather surprising. Yeah. Um, and we just got to pick who we want if we were staying there right. with them, uh, which I really did a lot. I would you just picked who you wanted to go to church with. That is so you had who, to go, and you always chose your grandma. No, I went with Granddaddy a little bit because it was a little livelier. <laughs> but and what did people wear? Did people wear hats? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Grandmother had hats and gloves. Oh yeah, and bags and mm-hmm. the whole deal. <laughs> and when grandmother, when my mother sent me to stay with her mother, uh-huh. the packing was careful <laughs> because I was going to be going yeah. to something with grandmother. Sure. And, wow. And they dressed up all the time. But it was very small town. Fair, yeah. it, it wasn't grand. Well, but, it, I mean, all the more reason that everybody noticed what you were wearing so well. and doing. <laughs> so you needed to be more careful. Somebody described you recently as a Southern anti-mame. <laughs> <laughs> Are there characters that you that you admire? Oh, that's so funny. That you love the way they dress or characters in film? or? Uh, well, I don't ever like to look exactly like anybody else. I like to throw a little. You trust me, you don't. <laughs> throw a little. I love to throw in a twist, and like today, I have an, a wonderful capital dress that I have worn four hundred times. I, it's my favorite dress, and earrings that I love, and she five dollar shoes from Walmart in Tarboro, <laughs> where my mother lives. I don't know. I mean, I like to be a little dramatic. Have you always been dramatic? Uh-huh. Even as a little person. Uh-huh. And you always loved it. And your your sister's not as much. Neither one of my sisters cares anything about. Well, huh. they both are darling. Well, they're lovely, yeah. And but, they but wear, not into cute, it. you know, cute clothes, simple, very simple. You know, they're not interested. And, in, in, I mean, they would not wear what I wear. But for you, I mean, it's really getting into character every day. It's just. Um, and, te- and, you, and tell about your, your closet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have a costume closet, and I have I love costumes. I've loved them my whole life. I've played dress up my whole life, and I'd love nothing better than to put a costume on 
whether it's a showgirl and a blackout of tooth <laughs> and I have a zillion wigs and I'm constantly getting new You wigs. have a wig closet. I, d- I have, <laughs> I, I probably have at least 50 wigs and I get new ones often. <laughs> and I have just discovered a woman on Instagram that makes gorgeous wigs and oh. I, I've just bought one and I want to display it. I'm looking for the right, a really beautiful wig head. Huh. And and I want to put it under a glass cloche oh, how pretty. in my house. Wouldn't well, that you, be fun? Yes. What's beautiful to you? I really love dramatic clothing. Yeah. I mean, that is... You're a fabric person, too, though. I mean, yeah. You're very tactile. I, I do love... I love fabrics, and I love... I think you love fabrics with body. You like something like you have now, your, the shoulders lift uh-huh. up. And, and I like detail. I like a Can lot. Can you sew? A lot going on. No, my mother tried. My mother sewed beautifully. Yeah, my mom did And too. we would buy something and change it uh-huh. in some way to make it different. So mother encouraged my, I think I was really a braver dresser than she was right. from early on. And I remember going to high school and when I was the first of the bell-bottom blue jeans era yeah in the mother we bought blue jeans and mother they were already bell-bottom but mother shaped them because I was tiny yeah so mother shaped the legs to make them even more bell-bottom oh, I love it and then made I think I wore what we call a poor boy which was a ribbed turtleneck right. yep I can see it right what now what color ivory <laughs> and then mother bought um and were the bell bottoms denim or were they denim uh-huh and red boots oh i love it and a gray again that persian lamb fake persian lamb mother made a long vest oh that didn't button it uh-huh. was just open and i thought that was the coolest thing well in the you world, were walking into <laughs> high school in that i mean i so i've always liked that and people would say things and I loved it (laughs) you know it was that was an expression of me would you put your clothes out the night before and would you think about it I just I I walked in on Fifi my little my 13 year old last night I was dead asleep and I noticed her light was on and I went in and her I mean it was like a hurricane had gone through her room and she was trying on clothes for today and I remember that so well I did that into the middle of the night I did that yeah I did. I I usually am a pretty quick picker, and I'll throw something on top of something and think, "That was fine," and, you know. <laughs> and it can be crazy, yeah. and that usually works, right? But yeah, I mean, I really thought about it. I yeah. mean, I wanted to be the coolest dressed girl. You were. What's unattractive to you? Oh my gosh! Just <laughs> go to the airport. <laughs> I mean, people dress atrociously. It's, it's dreadful. I just, that is really, that is the best answer I can give. I find well, it so, so Well, we were growing up, that was really, when you got on a, on a plane, you wore Sunday school clothes. You wore church clothes. Well, I still Oh, wear, I do too. I travel in a dress. And yes. my husband, Harding, dresses always nicely dressed. Always. He's not very adventuresomely dressed <laughs> like Perry Poole or Scott Newkirk or some of these other people that we love how they dress. But Harding always 
wears a jacket. Yeah, Daddy and not always, always wears a sport a top, coat, but not yeah. but always, always a sport coat. Yeah, always a sport coat. I remember when I went to boarding school, and one of the times I came home for Thanksgiving or something, and I was he was taking me to get back on the plane, and I had ripped jeans on and he said nope march back upstairs and put on the right clothes you're not going out like that on an airplane i wouldn't even think about i know what's the bravest thing you've ever done fashion wise oh gosh (laughs) i think i've seen a lot of them i don't really think of myself as a brave dresser it's just how i dress I mean, I, was, I thought it was a little bit brave to wear a crown to the Andre Leon Talley dinner. <laughs> no. But, but wearing, but it was mostly fun. <laughs> Maybe, you know, that outfit with the big bell bottoms and the, yeah. or, I mean, you know, I just have, I think I've always dressed sort of bravely. And where do you get the confidence to do that? Where does that come from? I have a I'm not confident in in uh, any in every area of my life. Of course, nobody is, but I have remarkably a huge amount of confidence when it comes to dressing. Oftentimes, wearing things that are beautiful make people nervous because they're going to be noticed. And I think if you're not ready to be noticed, or you don't, you're not confident about what you have to say. I think it's sometimes hard to wear really beautiful clothes. Maybe so. Last question. Okay. What did you wear to prom? I could tell you what I wore really and truly every single year. What's your favorite one? The, well, my homecoming dress. Yes. I wore my senior year, but people changed out of, okay, this is not exactly prom. Prom was something different. I changed out of that dress, out of that evening dress Mm -hmm. after ceremony and there was a, a, yet another store in St. <laughs> Paul's. They oh had Ida's and they had Joe Sugars. Dang, Ida's had competition. And they, no, they didn't have, Joe <laughs> didn't have evening wear. Okay. But he had a real small ladies department and I just remember going with, dad, my daddy bought his best clothes from Joe Sugar. That's just what you did. Mother and I went in there Maybe with Daddy, and they had a. a I, I, this is something I wish I still had, that I don't. Sort of had a terracotta background with a floral. I've always loved florals, and small, especially small florals. Mm-hmm. It was a midi dress, huh. and that was not that was the norm, right? And, but it was so pretty. It was such a pretty dress. Had what, a year, what year is this? This is 1972. 72. And had a stand-up collar and a really pretty green suede belt. And it, like I said, it was midi. And I wore off-white boots under it. Whoa. And I, I went to the homecoming dance with my darling boyfriend. And what was and your hair like? Was your hair long? Long and down. I mean, we all had long down. and ironed, uh, straight. <laughs> yes, as straight as you could get it. Just, I mean, I just remember we just danced all night and just it was like the most perfect night uh, any small town high school girl could ever have in her life. I love that. And it was wonderful. Thank you, Pam. I <laughs> love having you. Love talking to you, Laura. What We Wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, 
was composed and performed by Britt Drazda. What We Wore is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.